Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. Welcome back. And we are getting started with 2018 in review. 2018 was an interesting, interesting year. And so to wrap things up, I decided to bring back one of the guests from last year. And that would be Wes. Say what's up to everybody, Wes. Hey, everybody. I'm back. (laughs) Reintroduce yourself for those who may not have listened to your previous episode. Okay, so for those of you guys who missed my previous episode, which means you need to go back and listen to that, uh, I am Mr. West. I am a, God, what don't I do? I am a a federal attorney. I am a signed musician, producer, songwriter, Grammy nominated, just want to throw that in there. Uh, (laughs) And I am also a uh, professional chef. And, you know, I just, I kind of do it all. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah, he needs to sit down somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> basically <laughs> pretty much doing the most <laughs> so we're gonna start off just kind of describing 2018 in three words what would you say those words would be oh my god um okay so 2018 in three words the first word would be petty <laughs> um because looking at the entertainment industry looking at politics looking at uh just kind of how people live their lives in general especially in the public eye y'all kind of petty yeah Uh, so that would be my first word my second word would be um i'm gonna say resilient um and that's i'm gonna say that because from a lot of people that i personally know and a lot of people that i you know fake know on social media you know you have those people that y'all been friends on social media for so long that y'all feel like y'all friends in real life mm-hmm. um i want to say that a lot of those people were very resilient in 2018 and a lot of the seeds that they had sown finally came into fruition so um i'm gonna say amen to that and then the third word I will say would be, um, I'm gonna. It's not really a word. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a phrase. But I will say for 2018, it um, put a lot of people in position for many, many great blessings in 2019. Um, I know that a lot of people out there worked really, really hard in 2018. They, you know, finally put in the work that was needed for their dreams, for their goals, um, and that's only gonna put them in a position for. Uh, many doors to be open and uh, as the old folks say uh, if the door don't open and go through the window <laughs> I'm looking forward to that happening to everybody in 2019 yes it's a year of reaping so like I guess I'll st- start where we're like I guess I would say a s- sewing like it was a, a sewing year like you were saying like people were putting in that work um, Absolutely. getting it together and I just see all that coming to fruition in this year, next next year too. Um, it was also a, it was just, what's the good word? I, I had a word, but I think I lost it. It was, <laughs> it was like, um, just like, uh, like extreme excellence, not just excellence, but like when people were doing stuff, it was like, dang, like really? Yeah. 
you did what? Like, I even <laughs> like it was so many like surprise like things that people like had pop in that were like, you know, that they had been working on that just like came up and it was just like on a whole different level. Even if you know you started a year with like Black Panther that like brought everybody together that you know just kind of created an energy and that energy yes. like kept rolling through the year of like excellence like oh no we on this level like we all we got we got level up keep going we're on a, we're on a wakanda level yeah we're on that wakanda level <laughs> level up like people were like on that and then the other thing um like kind of playing off of your petty it was just kind of like people were really unrelenting this year like mm. in their like search to be petty like digging up like stuff about people like it was like a focus on like unearthing things for people so it was like they were just uh, people just went so hard to be that petty like kind of how they did Kevin like it was like you know you have trolls and like I felt like the trolls leached out from the platforms. Like, you know, you, you know, we always have the blogs that people troll on. That's your lipstick alleys and YouTube is full of trolls. But I feel like they were like, you know what? I'm a little tired and bored over here. So let me go to Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> and see Twitter, what I can find. Like, and show them how to show them how to show out. Okay. <laughs> like they just came out. So you had the people like, why are you researching this person's life? Like, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Like I had no idea. Like, why were y'all going back through his tweets five, six, seven years ago? Like, y'all don't have anything else to do. And it's like you can't even have like some stuff. Obviously, that you did in your youth, if it comes back up later and you never even thought about it or whatever, you know, you're gonna have to come to Tom and talk about how you grew or whatever. But people are not giving people that grace to know no. that you're not the same person you were ten years ago that you are now. Granted, if you did something heinous, that's a different story. But like, Our we deal. were all, especially when Twitter and all that was just, we were really flippant on there. Like, yes, I know I was. Whatever. I went back and started deleting some of my own tweets. It was exactly. It was reckless. And that's <laughs> I'm like, there's no documentation of growth that you can go back and see in your life on social media because people will go through it. So the first time that you get any kind of recognition, it's like you have to scrub your internet history. And yes. there's no real trace of you from how you came from the bottom to the top because you have to get rid of everything. Like, unless you hire somebody to really go through and just take out the bad, but then what does right. that really look like? Like, it's just... Now it looks like you're hiding it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's disingenuous of where you started from as a person or, you know, as a that person that nobody knew, a young person to adult, to a person that people knew to refining yourself you don't even you can't even see that in people because they have to go back start a new account scrub the old accounts block every do whatever so it's just really bad and that's just the mindset of people anytime somebody pops off whether it's a, a viral tweet or a viral video people are back in their history yeah it's crazy. With the, immediately so it's kind of sad that that's that's how they do for everybody and everything but yeah that's how the year really was. It was a, interesting on that. <laughs> interesting. So, next thing we're going to talk about is best and worst of 2018 for a few categories. 
And the first one is music. And this can be music as in an album, a song, a tour. Actually, mine focused on tours. Um, okay. Um, musically, what was your best and worst this year? Okay. So um, I guess I cheated a little bit because uh-huh. I, I, um, I went to like billboard i went to the numbers because i'm into that because i want to know like i know what i listen to i know what the majority of my friends and what i like to say my tribe listen to right Uh, but i also know that that is only a certain section of music and um there's a whole different world out there that you know we're aware of but we don't really listen to on our on our uh, day-to-day so okay so anyway so uh going just off of songs from looking at the list uh drake kind of dominates the list post malone kind of dominates the list who i'm not really that much of a fan of but okay um and of course ariana's all over this list and uh, <laughs> and I was honestly surprised to see that, uh, according to the numbers, the best-selling song of 2018 was "One Kiss" with Calvin Harris and um, Duea Lupe. Um, I'm not familiar. Yeah, me either. Not familiar. <laughs> not never heard of it. Doesn't know what it is. Uh, so that I guess that just means that I need to go and listen to it, and um, because this. Dwaya Dia, I'm sure I'm pronouncing her name wrong, person. She has six songs on the top 30 best-selling lists of this year. Wow. So whoever that is, she's doing great, and I'm oblivious to what's really going on. Exactly. I feel like, I guess this was us too when we were coming up, but like, obviously everything is, no, actually, no, I'm lying. Because we actually, our generation is the one who started the younger artists coming out, like obviously Alicia. Aaliyah, the one who started it all, the first young, real artist. Obviously, you had the Jacksons and all that stuff, but it wasn't like everybody was young. Like, that started with the people who are our age. So, it's interesting to see how it's kind of continuing in that trend. So, it's like people younger than us are like the ones ruling the charts. And that's like the older people are no longer the like stars. Like, you could be 40 coming out being a star back in the day. (laughs) Not anymore. Not anymore. Fourteen, and you might be a little too old. <laughs> yeah, these all these Disney people, which is how Ariana got her start. Indeed. Um, and then Drake's "God's Plan" was the, the second best-selling song of the year, which doesn't surprise me because we yeah. heard that everywhere. everywhere. And um, it was one of those songs that it was played so much on the radio that you would, or at least I know I would, I would just change the channel. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't want to hear this anymore. And also Nice for Wood, which was, which number that? It was number seven. So uh, I want to say Drake kind of dominated this year, um, song-wise and uh, album-wise. Um, I know we're going to talk about this person a little later, but I definitely got to give it up to Cardi. Yes. Uh, Evasion of Privacy was, is a smash. Yeah, that um, that would be my, like, the album that like people were I feel like people were rooting for it not to be well like be received well and yes. she she really came through I remember being in the gym hearing Bodak Yellow for the first time I was doing one of those Apple music playlists they put together and I remember hearing Bodak Yellow for the first time and I remember saying to myself 
this is a smash. Yep. Um, and I was honestly nervous for record label, big label Cardi. Yeah. Because I was a fan of mixtape Cardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a fan of her music ever since it came out from the Love and Hip Hop days, from the stripper music days. So when she got signed to the big label, I was nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know if they're going to let her, you know, be Cardi. Cardi. Are they going to try to restrain her? So when Bodak came out, I was like, okay, this is a smash. It's very, <laughs> very, very commercial. What's the album going to sound like? And the album came out and I was like, dang, like this is go good job, Cardi. Like, yeah. Cardi did really well. Um, an earlier album from 2018, which um, did really, really well. And I can't lie, I honestly kind of forgot about it until Grammy nominations came out was Dirty Computer from Janelle. Oh, I did forget about that. I don't, I, I really thought that album was like 2017, something like that. Uh, it seemed like it was, it was a long time ago. It seems like it was a long time ago. And I think that's because her first two singles were so long ago. And then the album came out. And, you know, we just kind of forgot about it. But, I mean, she ended up giving five Grammy nominations from the album. So, it, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, another album that did well kind of toward the end of the year was Astro World, Travis. Yeah. Um, I kind of wasn't, like, I knew who Travis was, well aware of his music, but I kind of, like, wasn't a fan until, until Astro World. Mm. Um, and I was... I can say, like, they put, they being the label, put the money behind this album. They definitely uh, did. The big budget producers, the big budget songwriters and all of that. Um, to, to those of you guys who don't know, yes, rappers do still use songwriters. <laughs> yes. But, like, they would, be, they would have been stupid not to play off the fact that he essentially has the sauce right now of... The Kardashians. The Kardashian name. Like, <laughs> right. if, if you have an artist that's, like, consistently in that realm has a whole baby by one of them and they're actively and you don't put the money behind a dropped album you're you're not the game right at all right like and and then the uh carter's album everything is love yes um (sighs) uh, (laughs) the album was the album was good the album was good because it's b and j yeah. Uh, but I think that the type of artists that they are now, I don't really think they should be doing albums together. I'm just gonna put it out there. I, I know, I know the fans are gonna hear this and they're gonna ha- they're gonna have their opinions, but this is mine. Um, I just honestly don't think they should be doing albums together because they are so mature and they are so they're they're such individuals. Yeah. That it's, it's I feel hard like to blend their style. It's hard because it's like I would never expect for Jay Z to be doing a super commercial, super crossover, super dancey songs that Beyonce does very well. That's just not his thing. And then I would never expect B to be doing hardcore New York uh, hip hop type of things. Like she can dabble in it, she's done it before, mm-hmm. but to do a whole album in it, it's like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, wow. I mean, I feel like they, they found a good balance of it. And also, I think it was, um, they had been planning this for so long that it's like, let's just get it out, do it, and just kind of be done with it, probably. And um, let's also release it in the middle of this tour. Yeah. So, so that we can just, force these people to buy double yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Let's go ahead and do it and just be done with it. Because you're right, they have, there's such machines on, on their own 
Um, yes, that's it, a great word to describe. That's, that's why it works so well when they come together for a tour, which is my best of the year. Would be okay on the run to the on the run two tour. Um, yes, because I think that Beyonce is great all on her own, and I saw my first Beyonce concert. Um, and it was it was cool, you know. I I I'm a B, you know. I'm but I'm not like a I ain't, I ain't single, <laughs> you know. I'm chilling in the back, you know. I keep court, you know. I'm really, you know, a blue a blueprint, you know. I'm Blue Ivy's fan club president, and you know oh we in the hive by you know affiliation. So, <laughs> um, it's just like she was good then, but that was the same year that Jade and Justin premiered the stadium tours, which oh, changed okay. the game. And you know, yes, Jay and his visuals for his tours are always amazing. And when yeah. once he got hold of a stadium, it was a wrap. That the um Legends of the Summer tour was the best tour I ever saw in my life until formation. And obviously okay. that's Jay-Z's crafting on Beyonce, which just explodes everything times a million. So once you yes. get this genius of how to put a show together, how to run stuff, the effects, and then you put it on top of Beyonce, who's going to perform her ass off, it's like, boom. So on the run tour, on the run two tour was great. Jay was, Jay was on point in New Orleans. B was on point And yeah, they just did a they just did an amazing job. I mean, the two of them together with those visuals and that money, <laughs> it's what can't you do, to be honest. Um right. I also appreciate that they are so rich <laughs> that and they <laughs> and they're in control of their own their own um careers. So they're able to give me a tour that I can afford in decent seats that start off obviously they're going to be some really expensive seats but honestly i almost paid twice as much for a smaller venue to see drake and aubrey and the migos which was probably the worst <laughs> i didn't see too many concerts but it was disappointing for what drake, really for what drake did this year the concert was disappointing and i will say i'll be honest and say maybe if i saw it before I saw on the run two in the dome, then maybe yeah, you can't I, hold it to the same standard. I would have thought it was a little better, but like you know, Migos Drake Drake put a I know where the money went for the tickets. He had a lot of drone work, which is cool, mm -hmm. but it's just for <clears> the younger <throat> people. It was probably very exciting. They were down there jumping near the stage. Um, they brought out one of his OVO artists who sang for entirely too long. It was horrendous. <laughs> there was some girl who might have been local. I, it was horrible because the thing is, I showed up on time because I had been told in previous cities the, the that Amigos um, came on at drop at time. Of course, oh, okay. when they got to Nola. They have two openers that they hadn't had anywhere else. Right. And so I had to be subjected to that. And Drake was just getting off being sick. So okay, so yeah, that's a different show. Right after he canceled those two shows in Miami. Yeah. So it just wasn't. I just don't think it was everything that it could have been. So I was I was severely disappointed in that. It was a good show, but 
I think it, I think we just, uh, just because of all the circumstances, it just wasn't the best that it could have been. So, unfortunately. I will say that one tour that I that didn't happen that I think probably would have been a smash was Bruno and Cardi. Mm. Um, I think those two together would have that they would have they would have made a lot of money. They would have definitely gave B and J a run for their money when it came when it comes to ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, because I and I had tickets for the DC show, and then Cardi gets pregnant and. She has this unrealistic expectation that she's gonna be back in nine weeks, which we right. all we always like, girl, sit down. <laughs> um, so then they replaced her with eighteen million other artists, and right, I was just like, no, no, thanks. Like I, I mean, I know you guys were attempting to level up all year, but I, I'm no, I don't want to. No, see it wasn't Sierra. gonna work. I, I don't want to see Sierra, and then. I don't understand why Sierra and Charlie Wilson would be on the same ticket. Like, what? Yeah, it's like you were, you were, you were trying to. <laughs> that was, so, that was odd. And then I didn't, I, I didn't understand why Bruno was even going back out in the summer. Like, he had a tour end of 2017 into the beginning of 2018. 24 Karat tour, very successful. Um, we've heard that album from going on what it feels like five years now. Um, and it's okay. like, I understand you and Cardi put out that, that remix and it was 90s theme and everybody loved the video and you guys did an amazing performance at the Grammys. Um, but you don't get to do a, a completely different tour off of that <laughs> song. You know, no, cause it's the same set list. It's it the same songs. No, <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot. He, we need to get another album. And yeah, then maybe he can do it. And then he needs to lower his prices because, sir. His prices were very high. I'm like, um, no. Like, yeah, I looked at the prices. I was like, Bruno, who? What? <laughs> right. Uh uh-uh, uh. Sir, I don't know you. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I don't even know, know enough Bruno Mars songs to be paying. I want to say cheap seats in DC were starting around 253. Right, and that's absolutely and those were cheap seats. Crazy. Let's see. What about movies for you? What was the best? <sighs> okay, so um, once again, I cheated, um, <laughs> and I, I look. I went to the the IMDb page, which okay. uh, everybody knows. That's that's the list where they everybody's. That's the the actors' resume list or whatever. So when people once po- people finally get into a movie, they be like, check my IMDb page. Like, okay, shut up. Um, so looking at this list, I just, I don't know if I'm just not much of a movie goer or maybe I'm just too black, um, because this top, top 12 list, I have never even heard of these movies. Mm -hmm. Um, the first movie that I had heard of and saw was Widows, uh, which came out toward the end of the year with, uh, Viola in it. Um, for those of you guys who didn't see it, it's the it's uh the the premise of the movie is <clears throat> these bank robbers, which are all men, they they die, and then their widows have to basically come up with the money that they stole from their last heist. Yeah, um, I wanted to see that, but I never did. I did end up seeing it, um, and it it was 
it was actually much better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought it was going to be kind of typical storyline. Uh, I was honestly a little confused on how Cynthia Arrivo got cast. But for those who don't know, she was in the Color Purple musical two, three years ago. She ended up winning a um, Tony for that role. Um, she is an amazing vocalist. She's, she is British and she, she, she sings. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing her, seeing her acting chops, you know, her, her debut was The Color Purple. That was her debut. Like, your first round out, you end up, you win a Tony. Like, that's unheard of. But we didn't yeah. know, like, if she could really act. Uh, but the movie was actually really good. There was a plot twist in it, which I was, you know, a little excited about. So that was cool. Um, Avengers, Infinity War. I'm an Avengers fan. So I was really, really hyped about this movie. Um, I saw it opening weekend, I want to say probably two or three times. Um, I will admit that I am such a fan that I have this movie on my on demand. And sometimes <laughs> I, I watch it again hoping that the ending will change. Um, I didn't end like up wanting to see it myself, but I, I, obviously the internet, they spoil everything. They do. Um, and then, of course, Black Panther. I think we all saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all were there in our T-shirts or different attire, different wardrobes, taking pictures and all of that. I want to commend uh, specifically the citizens of DMV for behaving mm-hmm. at, at these showings because I was a little nervous uh, because I know how y'all can get, especially, <laughs> especially with movies like this and, and, your, and your kids. And now I can't hear the movie because your baby crying and you walking back and forth, taking them to the bathroom and getting food. And I, no, um, but none of that happened. Amen for that. Um, so yeah. I, I really enjoy Black Panther. Yes, uh, I did. That that's my number one actually. So I, I agree on that one. It was it was really good. And then there are other movies like Black Klansmen, which I didn't see. I had no interest in seeing that. Um just just the name alone. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um the the I mean, I didn't know the Jurassic Park was still like a series, but apparently one of those movies yeah. came out. And I missed it. And I, I usually go see the Jurassic Park movies to be honest. But I, it just, I guess I'm just not that into movies to just keep up with them. So right. I completely missed when it, like, when it hit. So I was just like, oh, that happened? So, okay. Yeah, I completely missed it. But apparently it's on, on demand now, so you can still watch it. Okay. Um, and I will say one movie that I ended up seeing by accident, it was one of those, I'm at the house, I'm staying in this weekend trying to save money. Uh, because you know how y'all can get y'all want to go out every weekend, every day oh, that's a happy hour, that's a brunch. Like I, I'm tired. So one of those weekends, I was staying in a house and flipping through the channels, and I ended up watching Game Night. Uh, hmm. And this movie was hilarious. Uh, I mean, it was it was great. I I didn't know I knew of some of the actors, but like I'm I'm not like following them. So seeing the cast list, I was like, okay, this seems cool. The movie starts out, it starts out, I'm just going to be real blunt, it starts out real white. Okay. Uh, white suburban family, they go into work, um, they live in a real nice neighborhood, we don't really know what they do, which is, you know, typical HGTV stuff. She probably uh, plots, uh, you know, she she's playing with plants and he picks cornflakes and right. their house is <laughs> 1.3 million. Exactly. Uh, 
But then the game night happens and it flips. There's kidnapping, there's shootings, there's, there's like, it was like three or four plot twists. It, it, that movie was really, really, really good. Aww. So if you guys get a chance to watch that, it's on on demand or whatever you have on TV now. It's really good. So t- game night, go out and watch that. Okay, yeah, I had never even, I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Good to know. And what about worst? Um, oh, worst movie. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Halloween. Okay. I don't, I don't understand. I wanted to see it. Don't tell me that. Why? How? Like, Michael Myers should be dead by now. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. Like, it's been since the 70s, 80s. Uh, Jamie Lee is good and old. Um, and I, my issue with Halloween, because I'm, I'm actually a fan of the series. Right. And I'm a fan of the more current remakes. Like, Halloween H2O with LL Cool J was my shit. <laughs> like, huge fan of that. So, I, like, I know the storyline. So, my issue with Halloween plot twist if you haven't seen it close your ears but this movie made no sense because the last movie which was h2o where the mm-hmm. where jamie lee is a headmistress right at this boarding school and she has a son and all of that so that was the last movie the current movie now she has a daughter her daughter has a whole separate family jamie is a recluse in the woods what? I'm, I was like, what? Like, well, it was like off, almost like the last movie didn't happen. Did not happen. I'm like, who? Where is her son? Where's her child? Where is the man that she was gonna marry at the boarding school? Like, who is this girl? She didn't have. She this woman has never had a daughter before. So y'all just gonna like we just want <laughs> to forget that all these no, Mm-mm. no oh, thanks. Oh man. They really so Halloween is my worst of the year. Man, okay. So my worst of the year it would have to be i feel like i feel like this is not gonna be well actually i did see people online who did say that they love this movie but i just don't understand how and that would be acrimony i didn't see that i was gonna see it but it was okay so i I saw so many mixed reviews online i was like nah i'm saying my 20 you know tyler perry is Tyler Perry. <laughs> and yes. he can take something that could be so good. That storyline has so much potential. And they drew it out and built it and skipped over probably stuff that would have been necessary to not skip over for yes. about an hour and 35 minutes. And Because then- doesn't Taraji like not show up in the first hour of the movie? Isn't she doing voiceovers or something? Okay, yeah, she's voicing over like stuff that's happening, but you see her um, like explaining the past. So that's how they're doing this deep dive of everything that like happened and what she's thinking through it all. Okay. And you you hear certain things that can explain like, because you know, you have everybody does a think piece nowadays. So people think piece and this and that. And I'm like, y'all missed. I don't understand, I well, let me just, I, I understand <laughs> how y'all failed in school. I'm going to say that. <laughs> because you don't pay attention to detail and you don't listen. Mm, because mm. there's certain things that- Beyonce you, said that, listen. 
Okay. This, this won't spoil <laughs> anything for you because you know the premise, but there were certain times in the movie that they mentioned that her anger was a problem. That okay. they had to do certain things from the time she was a child to stop her anger. That okay. her, her father was just like her. Like you identifying that she probably has a mental illness that oh, was passed okay. down from her father. Tyra getting deep. No, but he left it there. They ain't touch it. Oh. But you bought, you bought in all them clues. You mentioned that this is some she, this anger that she has has been from child to now. Her daddy was the same way. But then you just act like she just is a woman scorned. But then we don't unpack that. Exactly. People just be like, oh, well, you know how women are. Da, da, da. No, that's not how it happens. Like, for real. And then, like, the last part of the movie, it just accelerated with speed. Like, you went through a good time period of, like, you did all this backtracing of the time they were in college and such and such. And when they got to the current day, oh, yeah, that's probably the time where she wasn't. She was just voiceover in the time they were in college and stuff. And then you get to the current day. Well, not even current day, but you get to the near to the current day and they speed through years in like the last 20 minutes. That's what, that's what someone said on Facebook that, you know, the, the backstory was so long and then current day, they just kind of went through it real quick. And then it went to like the climax fight scene. Yeah. It could have been such a tale about mental illness and mental health, because if you had a then shown her kind of mental deterioration based on, what happened and how she got there, but it went by so quickly. It was just like, mm -hmm. oh, she bad. She mad. <laughs> oh, now she mad. She gonna try to, she mad. It's like, <laughs> what? That is Now, it. was she like, was she angry black woman mad? Was she like, because uh, from what I know, it's about like a, a, a deadbeat black man. I'm not gonna say the N word. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's about one of those and you know she's been standing by him all her life and then she just has enough and then she turned into the angry black woman kind of like she had enough and she was just kind of through because it's it's and the thing is he was kind he was kind of using her okay. um for what okay. she had that's real um, life when they first got together like she was just more like her i think something happened with their parents and so she had a house money inherited and she just kept, I think it started off like a little genuine. He needed the help, but he also knew she had the ability and she was in love and she invested so much herself and she was the only one working, just working and working. Okay, wait, nope, 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 ladies, ladies. Why, if you're the only one working, mm -mm. I don't care how much help he needs, how talented he is, how much you believe in his dream, he still needs to be working. And he had no push to, like, try to work. And so this is why it, like, her her anger was validated by the fact that they had spent 20-some-odd years, and this was her life of just dealing with that. Like, he could have been at least got a side hustle or worked with her sister's husbands to try to do something. But he was, like, unwilling for so long before, mm -hmm. you know, something finally popped for him. But the thing is... It popped because he had been stalking a company for so long. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was on that, like, do not let come to the property list. Yikes. 
just so happened that one day when he was stalking that he sees somebody he knew from school who happens to be the person he was cheating on Taraji with. Wait, what? College. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So then the person who then puts you on at this place where you finally get on is the person you cheated with in college. I don't trust that. And then they, after they get divorced, who does he marry? The, 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 The woman he was cheating with? Yes. So you oh, add no. mental illness on top of this situation that suspect at work that she thinks you're cheating. He didn't actually cheat while they were married, but you know, in her mind, what would she think? This person just pushed you on because what? You know, the person you because you because you're so talented. No, right? You no. you a bum? You a married bum? Like <laughs> you think she just she just see it in you like? She saw it in you in college. So, right. um, so you, obviously she probably, you got reason to be suspicious because he a bum. And then y'all, he leaves and then he gives the life that he, the life he promised to you, everything he promised that he would do for her. Although granted they were divorced, he did for that woman. Like to the T, like to the point, like if, if you were with somebody and like, we're going to name our kids you know, girl and boy. You get with somebody else, please don't name your kids girl and boy. Yeah, but those are those are our those are our names. Yeah. It was that type of stuff where he like he said he was gonna name the boat, the yacht this, the they were gonna be married here and do it like this. And he did that with this woman. Mm. Now if you have somebody who already don't have control of their mental health and then they've gone through this for so many years, it's just gonna compound. Yeah. explode and it, you it's so many ways to explore that in a story and none of it happened that's why I'm, and i will say just still watch it if you haven't just so you can understand what i mean because you're gonna look at it like i looked at it and so it's just like it's so much potential in that storyline mm-hmm. for it to fall flat like that it was just the dumbest thing ever and now I can so now I can, now I can see why the reviews were so mixed because mm-hmm. like to me from what you just said this is all over the place all over <laughs> which makes me um question when I went I think I was going to see Widows and they were doing previews and they talked about the upcoming Tyler and um Taraji movie what a girl wants um, yeah and my head instantly went to the Christina Aguilera song because I'm corny. <laughs> right. Um, but then they were showing the previews and I was like, we've seen this. Mm. So for those of you who are, you know, mil- uh, true millennials toward the, the, the older end, um, y'all might remember the movie from the early 90s uh, called What a Girl Wants. And it was Mel Gibson and um, oh, what's that white lady name? The white lady from from Twister. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, he- he- Helen, is it? Yes, Helen something. Her. Yeah. And it's about the the male, uh, Mel Gibson. He electrocutes himself, or something happens, and now he can hear what women think in his head. And they mm-hmm. they broke that down, and he and they went through every phase of that, and you know we've seen that. So Tyler literally has taken this script 
taken this premise and made it a woman mm-hmm. who, who can hear what men think and she just happens to be black. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, no, Tyler. You No. I know that you're killing off Medea. I know that the upcoming movie, Medea's Funeral or whatever it is, is going to be your last Medea movie. But that doesn't mean you get to be lazy now. Mm. Like, you don't get to just steal people's scripts and, you know, make it black and make it um, modern and be like, whole new movie. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, no, you don't know. So if when that comes out, don't go see it. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and definitely I, I want me and you to talk about acrimony. So find it wherever you're going to find it and watch it and let me know. <laughs> Because we definitely okay. have this conversation. So let's go to um, TV. Well, what was your worst? Did you say your worst? My worst movie? Halloween. Yeah, That's it was movie. Halloween, yeah. That's right. Okay, um, TV show. Um, so <clears throat> I, I watch TV, but I watch a lot of, like, reality TV. I love mm-hmm. trash TV. I love hood TV. You can judge me if you want to, but I like it because it's not my life and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watch a lot of competition TV for, I'm sure as, as Whit knows and everybody who really knows me, my TV stay on the Food Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did have to look this up also. But there were a couple of shows that I was like, oh, I forgot about that show. Or, um, so, um, first off, I want to say shout out to Netflix. Netflix has taken over. They have. Uh, I don't know. I literally don't know anybody that doesn't have a Netflix account. Now, it may not be yours. It may be right. your brothers, your it probably cousins. Ain't yours, okay? Hey, right, right. Like I'm, I, I know because I am one of those people. I, I have the paid account. The paid account is coming out of my checking account, but it's six people on my account. Uh, but shout out to Netflix. They have literally taken over uh, the television um, between Netflix and Hulu. And uh, one of my brothers says he has Sling, which I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, but, but apparently you can you can take those three and you don't need cable. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that, but okay. <laughs> um, but so my top shows were obviously Insecure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like I'm, I'm a glad Issa you fan. brought it up. I'm glad, glad you brought it up. I've been an Issa fan since Awkward Black Girl. Hello, first episode. Like I looked it up. Me and my line sisters. Every time an episode would drop, we used to send it to each other and discuss. Yes. In the yes. email chain, because you know we do emails. That's the older. Yeah, part. exactly. You know, I can email. go back to my Google chats. Hello. We be talking about awkward black girl. So I'm a huge Issa fan. Uh, so she insecure, us, and she came up. That's she, us. like she's literally us. Like That's us. But I will say now this season of Insecure, I was a little disappointed. One because it was so short. It felt short. It did feel short. This season was like six, seven episodes, and I was like, "It was eight as usual, but it was it went by so quickly." It it didn't feel like eight; it felt like five. Uh, It felt like they broke up. Light skinned guy in a taxi showed up. They went to uh, Coachella, and that was the season. Like that's what it felt like. (laughs) I was like, I remember saying season finale, and I was like, "No, y'all must mean like." fall break or something Coachella was a big so I this is how I this season was a builder season and for people who really watch TV um or, or you know you understand that at some point you have to have a shift 
or everything falls flat because it continues the same. And this season was that shift season. And it's usually it, it, it's hit or miss with people because for all the writer strike ruined television for a, a long time coming. And when people are so used to reality TV, they're not used to the character development. And so okay. when you have layers, there was a lot of character development and switching so that you can then grow the storylines because you have to then grow possibly Issa and um, what's his name? Um, Lawrence away from each other. Um, you have to find avenues to get into the friendship of the girls deeper. Which okay. So it was creating the pathways for future storylines is how I saw the season. And it had an awkward mid-season climax of Coachella. And then what happened during that season is when Lawrence comes back at that point. And that's really what we're used to at the end of a season where we're waiting to see what happens because Lawrence is right. But then you get some storyline. And so it, it feels a little anticlimactic because it felt like the season should have restarted at that point because you got a, such a high climax and now you're waiting to see what happens and it's only happening in three episodes so because I, I am a full-fledged lawrence hyde member um <laughs> so when they were doing uh, pr for the beginning of the season it was like lawrence not coming back i was like uh-uh like what yeah no like you just can't make this man disappear you didn't kill him off there was no goodbye like no. So I, I went into the season a little angry uh, because I'm like, where is my boy? Um, but I'm glad you just broke it down how you did because maybe I watched too much reality TV because I was like, I don't get this. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't want it. Because, and I think my issue was that the season before was such a high. Yeah. That season was such a high going through the breakups, really introducing Daniel going through Molly and her workplace issues, which I can a thousand percent relate to Molly um, on her workplace issues. Not so much her relationship issues, because she's kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> but her workplace issues, like I, I see it, I, I live it every day. Um, so that season was such a high, high for me. And I think critically it was so it was also high like they were getting nominated for everything Issa was getting all the nominations like everybody knew what Insecure was um so then this new season I was so hyped about it and then Lauren's not coming back strike one <laughs> and then the, the season start and one and a half episodes and y'all get rid of Daniel strike two like I'm like what is going on like <laughs> I don't really get it yeah. Um, but I still watched it uh, like everybody else did. I was still tuned in on Sundays. Um, I would like to see the episodes extended to an hour, to be completely not honest. Not going to happen. But it's I know that it's not going to happen. It's a drama. Um, it's a dramedy. So it's like, thing is, think about this. To extend that to an hour, that's technically like an hour and a half of television. We're getting... Yeah. 30 minutes without commercials, which on regular TV would be 45 minutes, which is crazy. Right. For a, you know, so it's, you, you, that's so much, it's so much content. I would say we're better off asking for it to be extended to 10 episodes. I'll take that. I would actually prefer 12, but I guess 10 is cool. Too, because <laughs> you said it, you said it was eight and I don't believe it, but okay. <laughs> Easy um, to 10, okay. 
So I'll take 10 if we can get that. I just, it just felt so short to me. Uh, but if, if this was a character building season, like you said, that means the next season should be another high. Yeah, because we had a whole lot of storylines that popped off in the season before that also were not resolved, including the paternity of Tiffany's baby. So you have right. a lot of stuff that can unfold. Lawrence is looking at Issa, although he's also not looking at Issa, but he's looking at Issa. And then also Lawrence is talking to Issa's possible future mentor. Yep, and, and she don't even know. And what, yeah, and she don't know. Everything is popping off at the job. You got tension between um, what's Tiffany and why am I forgetting everybody's names tonight? Um, the other friend. Um, what's her name? Molly? No. Um, you just said everybody named I- Issa, Tiffany, Molly, Kelly. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. So between them and then, you know, bringing in different aspects of their life. Who knew Tiffany had a whole nother set of friends? Like, I didn't. No exactly. idea. Nobody did. No, but I did. And so I like, like the introduction of that storyline because I feel like for the twenty-five and thirty and up crew, yeah, that's that's real life. Exactly. And uh, so this this is what that season did. You bringing in like stuff like that that you is gonna build and you're gonna be able to yeah. relate to instead of them just kicking it because they turned thirty essentially this season. They did. They turned thirty. Um, and now we need to see what it's like to be thriving black, but be sturdy. Yeah. Uh, like I, I need to see them have the 24, 48 hour hangovers that I deal with. When I'm 30. Like, <laughs> right. I need to see them look at the younger people and be like, and judge them the way our parents used to judge us. Like I, I need, I need to see that because that's, that's exactly. what I do. We saw Kelly and her job doing her thing with finance. We don't, so we know how she got money. She be blowing it. I had no idea she even had a job. Exactly. So. We knew, I knew she got money because she was writing checks, but I'm like, <laughs> what's she doing that she making so much money? And now we see. But now we see. And so that's how you, that's how you really build. And then the thing with um, Daniel Everybody was so team Daniel. Oh, he fine. He chocolate. He him and Issa. But you realize how volatile that relationship can be. Like they're yeah. better off as friends, and you we needed to to see that because everybody would have been like Daniel, Daniel, Daniel the whole time with them introducing a new character until right. they introduced the fact that they're too close of friends, and they play off of the fact that they know everything about each other because mm-hmm. every time there was an argument where one or the other was dominating they brought they dug deep yeah they cut each other real deep and that's because they know each other so well exactly and y'all and if they can't control cutting deep they can't be together no and i think that is something a lot of us 30 and up people deal with when you've been single for so long um and you've been friends with somebody so long and there is some type of attraction there but you guys don't act on it because you are friends Mm-hmm. sometimes it does cross your mind like man we so close we've been friends for so long and i'm getting old like do we give it a try yeah. um so i like the fact that they are they started and i guess they're gonna hopefully they're gonna continue to uh tackle that storyline yeah i think so so insecure was uh, not on my list um uh, american horror story was on my list uh i was so happy that they were bringing back the ladies from coven Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I was a little 
um, hesitant when the season first started off because the first two, first like two, three episodes was just weird. Uh, which I guess it makes sense for that for that series. It's it's got to start off that way for it to have somewhere to go to. Uh, but once they introduced the witches and once they went to the the backstory and all those things, I really, really, really enjoyed this season. Um, another show that I watched that I really enjoyed, which was on Netflix, was The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I have uh, to watch that. That show it's it's good. It's crazy, but it's also realistic. It deals with mental health in a uh, in a different aspect because it does bring in um it does bring in child psychology mm. it brings in how uh kids deal with trauma it deals it brings in how kids can have ptsd and how that affects them in their adult life but then it's still a little weird it still deals with like ghosts and you know those type of things so it, it keeps it entertaining um, but they also be throwing in like facts and okay. things like that and things that that made me think like, oh, maybe that's why so and so in my life acts like this because they dealt with this as a child and things yeah. like that. Um, so that show was really good. And then um, I know some shows that a lot of other people watch that I didn't particularly watch like This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not really my thing, but a lot of people did watch it. Ozark, yeah. another Netflix show. Um, I watched the first season, or first half of the season of Ozark, and it's it's okay. It just couldn't keep my attention. And then something that I have never watched, but apparently it's one of the best shows ever because it keeps winning everything, is The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. Never watched it. I I, I know the ladies in red robes. I've seen the commercials and things like that. This is a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never watched it, but apparently it's amazing, so maybe I should. Yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list to watch. Yeah. So for me, um, I would say the best, I I did, obviously, Insecure, um, but I had a feeling that you were going to pull that, so I I, I didn't. But I really enjoyed Greenleaf this season. Uh, uh, (laughs) Okay, so I... uh, I tried to get into Greenleaf. Like, I gave it a legit chance. I sat down one of these snowed-in weekends and was like, I'm just going to watch Greenleaf because everybody talks about it. And a lot of my a lot of my uh, personal friends were telling me I should watch Greenleaf because it's my upbringing. I grew up, yeah, I grew up very churchy. I'm a PK. I'm a preacher's kid. My mother's a pastor. Uh, so I grew up and the behind the scenes of church life. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen all the positive and I've seen all the negative. Um, so I, I gave Greenleaf a try and I was watching it and I was identifying a lot of the people that I grew up with in the show, like, oh, that's sister so-and-so and that's mm-hmm. Deacon so-and-so and all of this. Um, but, oh no, it just couldn't. It, I think for me, it just got too sensationalized, and that, and it and I think because because I grew up in it, because this is like my my real life, uh-huh. I would be saying like that. Okay, that don't happen. Like, I think I think you have to look at it, you know, as as a church person, as not as like what happened at every church, all at one place, not not right. you know, like because it's TV. 
So right. you be like, yeah, this be happening in the church. Not usually all at the same church, but for the uh, for the episodes, we're gonna have to put it all in the same church. But yeah, yeah, I think that's why. It, but yeah, it's it's really the church is just so in the background. It's just a whole lot of family drama, and that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, the church there, but woo, it's just <laughs> drama, drama. and it just and it took some turns that were interesting. So some of them I don't understand why they took them, but it was still it was still good. And the worst is 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 a reality TV show, and I actually did not watch it. But I just from the time that I heard about it, I just knew it was just not gonna go over well. And that's Chad and Michelle. That was who? Chad and Michelle. Uh, or whatever the name of it was. <laughs> okay, so I have a comment on this show. Um, okay, so the show wasn't good. I agree. Like, I don't think, like, no shade to the Destiny and all her kids, but Michelle's not that interesting. No. Like, I don't even know why Oprah would even offer her a show. Um, I, think, I feel like it felt like she was going to finally get something good, but I was like, mm-hmm. do not crash and burn live. And and, and that's what happened. Yeah. That's literally, and I think that whoever the, uh, the EP and the other producers behind the show, they didn't do enough background research on Chad. Yeah. Because there is no way I would have pitched a show, a love show, a redemption show with a couple that broke up three times before they got engaged. Mm-hmm. Those are all red flags. Like these, these folks not gonna last. Like, mm-hmm. and then Michelle, I feel like when you have a reality show based on a couple, one of them has to be super interesting to yeah. hold the audience attention. I'll take Tamar and Vince. Vince yep. is boring as hell. Like he's flat out boring. He does. He has no personality. Like he's good at his job. He knows music very well. But that man not interesting. We don't want to mm-hmm. talk to him. But then you have Tamar, over the top. Extreme. Always, always on twenty. Exactly. You actually want her to calm down every now and then. <laughs> that makes for that makes for good TV. Exactly. Michelle's not that girl. Like she's boring. So watching the show, the, the I think I watched two episodes, and I was like, okay, this is whack. And then it got uh, uncomfortable because Chad is verbally abusive. So there would be episodes mm-hmm. where they would be having disagreements. Um, so I guess we should give a little backstory. For those of you who don't know, Chad and Michelle, Michelle from Destiny's Child, Chad is this white uh, life coach, and he's also it's the chaplain. He should probably take an ancestry DNA test too, because hmm. <laughs> he's this white life coach, and he's also the chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, shout out to them not making the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but so they met. They met 2007 at a church retreat. Fell in love. Michelle was going through a really rough time. He helped her through it because that's kind of like his job. Yeah. Um, and we've all heard people say that. <clears throat> it's never a good idea to fall in love with someone who's helping you through your struggles yeah. because 
nine times out of ten, your love can't stand on solely that, especially as you're starting to get better, which is what happened because Michelle's biggest issue was she felt like they communicated different because she's black and he's white. Mm-hmm. Um, and there would be several times where Chad would they would they would be having an argument, a disagreement, and Chad's go to was, Did you take your meds today? Mm, no. Are are you going through another episode? Do we need to call your doctor? Like That's just, no. <laughs> no, bro. Like you don't heard that he was doing that. Like this. So the, uh, the red flags were there that this show wasn't gonna last. So I hope Oprah had a strong discussion with those producers who pitched this show and who made her put her money behind it. It's probably the same ones who produce Ayana. Well, we no. But, but see, the difference is Ayana's interesting. That's true. That's she true. holds our attention. That's Now, true. I have never believed this lady is actually fixing these people's lives. I don't really care. I want to see her go off. Indeed. I want to see her talk back to these people. You are correct. You are correct. (laughs) That's what I want to see. I want to see her call you a gutter snipe and everything else she's going to come up with. That's what what I tune in to see. So that show works. Yeah, that's true. It works. It does work. It might not be great, but for what it is, but it works. Um, Yeah, that's true. That is true. So that would be my worst. Um, social media trend. I don't even oh. think I got a best one, but for worst, I the the Kiki Do You Love Me challenge wore me out. <laughs> but that was my best. <laughs> it, oh my gosh, it wore me out. It's the in my feelings challenge. I love it. <laughs> it's because they start off so well, but baby, when they cross over. I like it. I like the good hard. and the bad. I like. I love to see the celebrities get involved. Yes, I, I love to see the people with money do it. Yeah, uh, because they. I I expect for you to to go above and beyond. Like when Will Smith did it, I, he's Will Smith. This is what I expect. Yeah. Like if, if you were just doing something in in your backyard, I would be like, "What the hell is what this?" Are you doing? Yeah. No, like. Mm-mm. So. That was actually my my best of the year. That Will Smith video was epic, but it I, is. But you know when we had them doctors thinking they can do all the challenges and dances and stuff that you know the the ones who are melanin deficient and like, it's like first off, all on Facebook a, and it's three months later and they're like, oh, I'm gonna do no. First off, this is a HIPAA Beloved. violation. Beloved. Why are you doing this in the workplace? Beloved. With, Please. With the with the the instruments and and your scrubs and there may be a patient on the table like what no what are you doing? No. Just, the rhythm when the rhythmless nation grabs hold of stuff, it the just rhythmless nation. It wears my soul. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Janet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just it just it just gets to me sometimes when they wear it out because you you don't even got no contact. You ain't got no contact. Stop. Yeah. They don't know. They don't. They probably never even heard the whole song. Right. That's all they know. But did you have a best? I, I didn't have a. I mean, you did you have a worst? Because I didn't have a best. No, I just had a. I mean, I just kind of feel like a lot of the internet is the worst 
Uh, <laughs> that would be so true. So that, that, was, that was just my best. Okay. And what about memes? Um, so I kind of struggle with this because I think a lot of them, I don't know when memes are like new or current mm. or anything like that. But I did have, and I know that you'll enjoy this, Blue Ivy on my list. <laughs> uh, her making B and J her personal snack holders. Yeah. Um, this girl has so much attitude, so much personality, so much life um, for, for, for her to one, be that young. And for her, the two, like we, we don't even know what she sounds like. <laughs> she don't talk. You barely hear her voice. You like barely hear her voice. Um, so, but, but her facial expressions alone, they do it for me. But you know, actually where you can hear her voice a lot. Please don't say on the album. Tina's page. Tina's page. Oh, Tina's page. Okay. Tina and her corny jokes. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Yes. She was in the background yes. often. <laughs> or, in the, or in the background talk about, um, can you swim? What? <laughs> what are you, are you, you okay? All right? Like, she really be trying people. Or, you're not supposed to be recording in here, Grandma. Grandma. They say, That's because she's Beyonce's child. She knows that she can try anybody she wants to. She's everything. You're Beyonce's child. Blue Ivy is the queen. Them other twins, I, her minions, I, we don't know them. We ain't seen oh them. Oh, my God. We ain't seen them. I don't, I don't know them. I don't know them. For all I That's know, because they're protecting. They're, they're Blue's right-hand servant and left-hand servant. That's all I know. They probably feel like they have to protect them because of how y'all act about Blue. I would protect the new kids too. Be like, yeah, because folks acting a fool on her, and I can pop. I'll pop anybody today to talk about Blue Ivy. I love really? her. See, here you go. Here you go. You're, you're one of them. You're one of them. Look, and that look. and that's why they're protecting the twins. That's why she was posting no, fake it's photos. Cause was, it's because people talk so bad about Blue for no reason. They do, and I I feel like it's in. I feel like kids should always be off limits. Yeah, and now they're trying to be like, oh, she's so adorable. Oh, now you want to talk about, see that hair full of hair. It's been, that's how it's supposed to be because she right. took care of it and wasn't pulling it out rubber bands. Do you have edges, ma'am? No. <laughs> but they did. They talked about that girl's hair. But Blue does. So bad. Blue got edges that she's stepping into the, to the water with her nice fancy drink. And but even if she didn't have edges, she could buy all of them. All of you, and she could buy your edges. She could I buy you. Her, so. And you would gladly shave them. Get get a life, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, I understand why they're protecting them, but I, Blue, Blue already the queen. Blue run the world. Blue is Queen B, okay? That is the real yeah. Queen B, Queen Blue. I'll let y'all have it, but but her memes. Uh, especially the one of her looking over the balcony with this <laughs> I'm better than you face. That always pops up every year. Look at you peasants down there. Mm. That I that one right there, that does it for me. Yeah, Blue always Blue always provides a good meme. When she's talk- right, right. At the yeah. <laughs> I need y'all to calm down. Stop clapping. Do right. It. Relax. Everybody relax. Everybody. It's not that serious. Like, Everybody <laughs> chill out. She just do her own thing. And I, I appreciate her, her life. But yeah. um, my best would be the squint lady in the pink jacket who bent over looking. 
Oh, yes. Yes. That was epic for so long. And I think it just, it didn't get worn out. Like, it was it was good. It was just like, when you try yeah. to see, when you try to, it was like, oh, yeah. It, it always, it always went over well. It's always used appropriately, too. Mm-hmm. I like that one. It is. It, it, it works all the time. And the worst one, I got so tired of seeing that man with that thick neck. With the what? Thick neck. They got arrested. Oh, the no, the no neck man. Yo, with the, I, every little neck me. I was like, if I see this and this big, big old neck again, I don't, I, I can't. It was it was rampant on my timeline for so yeah. long, and I was yeah. tired of looking at his face. So tired of it. Whoa. I just want to know. I want to know who this man is. Like, where where did this? No, because he thinks he's a celebrity now. Don't do it. You don't oh, need to know. He's he star. He gonna be the next. Pre- he gonna be the next prison bay for y'all. Just watch. <laughs> Almost threw up. <laughs> Almost threw up. Okay, um, so speaking of prison bay, for you. Speak, wait, no. Speaking of prison bay, he he went and he he got one a year. You know, he with the Top Shop heiress got her pregnant. He's also a sign model. Like he, hello, this man, he a whole new person. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Now now he's here. Like he got a whole I, wife too. That he. I want to. I, I want them to do a credit score comparison. <laughs> <laughs> when he went into prison and now that's what I. Got top shop money. Huh. <laughs> right. That's he what I want to see. He go to eight fifty. He got eight seventy five. Okay. He bought, he bought a whole new life. Whole new life. You better thank your mom and daddy every day, cause that's that's who did it for you. That's who got yeah. That's who did it for you. Mm-hmm. So who won the internet this year for me? I would say it would be squarely somewhere between Plies and Kev on stage. Plies. What? Plies. Do you not follow Plies on Instagram? They give, okay. He gives okay. the best commentary. And I, uh, I I stand for a rapper with a degree, even though he ain't really rapping like that no more. But he, he let out a single. But, but I he does have a degree. For a rapper with a degree. He does have a degree. Though. And a good one, too. Not like a, it ain't in basket weaving. No, nah, he got a real degree. He got a degree degree. <laughs> He got he had student loans and shit. He had them. Oh, he, he sure did. He got a degree. Okay. Um, I, I'm a huge yeah. Plies fan. Uh, Plies is actually one of my spirit animals. Um, <laughs> but nah, I no nobody, and I mean nobody can top Will Smith this year on the internet. But actually, you're right. You're you're right. Will. Will Smith won Instagram. Will Smith like, is what Instagram. Instagram was created so Will Smith could one day flourish. For Will Smith. And I'm I'm even gonna stretch and say somewhat the Smith family. Yeah. Because the way he the way the interaction between him and his family members on his IG page, I, I'm always here for it. Always. And and Will Smith is one of the few celebrities that it is okay for him to flex and we not feel some type of way. Yeah. Because the trips that he's on, the the amount of money that he spends just to get the good shot, yeah. Like, cause we will us common folks, we'll risk our life 
for the good for the perfect angle and that's for and, the perfect and shot just about to say that that's why that's why for the right lighting and it's like will is will is doing the same thing we're doing just on a whole different level and i think that's exactly that's why it's so relatable when he does it and people don't think he's flexing because yes. everybody else they get wealthy and they right. get wealthy things that everybody be like that would be me i would do that too will like yep. <laughs> I feel like that's what it is it's like yeah i'm gonna go everywhere because he'd be like y'all want to go to the same i'm gonna go everywhere i got money everywhere everywhere <laughs> they say the perfect lighting is on top of mount what Cool. I'ma go. I'ma go. <laughs> exactly. No. Okay. Yeah, he did. That's true. That's true. And who lost the internet for you? Uh, I know we're gonna get into this topic later, but the person who lost the internet for me was Nicki Minaj. Mm. It just did not work in her favor this year. Yeah. Um, and and that's in large part due to Cardi. That's in large part due to the her fan club. I don't know what she calls them, the barbs, them. Um, but to me, the internet actually worked at a, as a disadvantage for Nikki because Nikki, in my opinion, Nikki doesn't know when to turn it off. Mm-hmm. She don't know when to put her phone down and just don't tweet, don't comment, don't post another video. Just, just stop. Yeah. And she's just, she's spiraling. She, she is. Britney 2007 times two. Yikes. On us look, at who she, look at who she's dating. <laughs> I don't know this, this random man. From the hood that got like a record of, he got like a rape charge or some shit. But that's, I mean, but she got a type. That's called call a spade a spade. She like mm-hmm. a hood boy. Uh, Fantasia said that I want a hood. N-I-G-G-A. Mm. Um, and that's Nick that's Nikki's type. She and wanted somebody I, she could have dominance over, it looked like that they need her. And that that wouldn't surprise me because that's, you know, looking at her professional life. Mm-hmm. Um, the type of men that she attracts and the type of men that she is into, like it doesn't surprise me. And then also, um, from from what we've read and been told, like they know each other before she was Nicki yeah. Minaj. He, he 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 knows Onika. So, you know, when they have that history and that backstory going back to Insecure, um, you know, sometimes it, it, it can just seem easier to 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 go back to, to, to get that old thing back, as the old folks say. Yeah. Oh Lord. My old flicks to my new flicks. Uh-uh. Right. Exactly. Okay. I, I, I see where you're going with that. So who lost the internet for me? would be the artist formerly known as Kanye West. Oh, my God. <laughs> the artist formerly known. Okay. Okay. I don't know who he is now. Who is who that? Who is? Who is yeah, no. Yeah. Y'all, y'all know who this is. Y'all just don't like it. This is a new Kanye. Kanye yeah. Kardashian. But it's still Kanye. Who? No. It is still that's, Kanye. That's not Ye from Chicago. You're right. It's not. It's not Kanye West, but this is still Kanye. Um, I, I, I don't know. He's he's still spiraling. He he that in, it didn't do him any. 
good from t being on TMZ to tweets to everything was just bad for him. I don't think he had a high moment. Even the music, I haven't been able to listen to it, but what was has been played? That's it, what I was going to say. Even the not, music was a low. It's not good. It wasn't good. It was very disappointing. And like people, people forget that Kanye put out a whole album this year. Kanye and Kanye has put out great music. And that's what a lot of people were saying that was missing with um, J&B's album was the Kanye production. But I'm like, they, they can't right now. And he oh, can't no. right now. No. Even if they were cool with him, he's not there to be able to give what you're, what you're, what you're trying to listen for. Not at Correct. all. At all. Okay, so this is going to conclude part one, um, and we'll be back with part two of our review of 2018. So check it out next week. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Wit living her best life at withappen6.com and at withappen6 on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.